You're listening to Wall of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey guys, you're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. We are covering Friday Night Smackdown, the special Christmas edition, December 25th, 2020. I'm Ann, and joining me today is our new co-host, Dan. Thank you for joining me today. No problem, man. I'm really excited to be here. And Dan's been a fan of WWE for a long time. Um, yep, I've been a fan since 2010, basically. Dang, over 10 years. That's a long time. So he has a lot of knowledge uh-huh. on WWE and has a lot of smart thoughts. And Carlos, he is also um, with us, but he is on vacation for right now. So um, he will be back with our next show. But let's dive into SmackDown. Overall, I thought it was a pretty decent show. Um, I thought a lot of the matches were good. And I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty decent. What did you think of the show? I thought it was a good show. Um, I definitely do think they could have rearranged the matches a bit better. but And I'll dive into that a little bit sooner. But uh, I definitely do think they could have done a little better with some of the matches. But I do think it was a decent show nonetheless. Yeah, I, I thought it, it wasn't terrible. It was, it was good for... Um, a SmackDown lately, to be honest, because... Yeah, for like a 2020 episode, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Well, yeah. to start off, though, before... Um, well, yeah, we could... Let's dive in, because you, you were talking about the format of it, and the format was a little different. So, the Universal Title Steel Cage match was the opening match. So, Roman Reigns, who defeated Kevin Owens at TLC. He's escorted with Paul Heyman. He's defending his universal title against Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. I have some notes on the match. I thought that KO hit a very cool fisherman's buster from the middle rope to Roman Reigns. Jey Uso ran down during the match, but Kevin Owens is able to knock the door into his face. Um, Handcuffed for it, but, you know. Exactly, and then he got... It is what it is. Yep, KO gets handcuffed, and Roman Reigns climbed over him. And um, the best part was when KO kept calling him a bitch. A little bitch, yes. And then... It's like, you're a little bitch, you know? Yeah, like, kept screaming at him. And then KO hit his head against the cage numerous times. The one thing I thought was cool, though, was the way Roman kind of, like, stepped over him. Because anyone in that position being handcuffed would be, like, the way Roman Reigns is feeling. I mean, not Roman Reigns, sorry, what, the way Kevin Owens is feeling, like, getting so riled up and pissed, because that was a bitchy move. Like, you should have just fought without your cousin getting involved, but that's been what's happening lately for Roman Reigns. So I gave this match an 8 out of 10. I thought it was good. I thought the storytelling was good, but what were your thoughts on it? My thoughts were, you know, he... Roman Reigns played the perfect heel. You know, he had to help, have his cousin help him and everything. But, I mean, I do feel the character has been using that a bit more, but at least he didn't use him too much in this match like he did at TLC. But yeah. um, I do feel that he per- he played it perfectly because, you know, he took his time coming out of it. Like, he wasn't, like, going out, crawling out as fast as he could. Mm-hmm. You know, because he knew he-, he knew he won either way because Kevin Owens was screwed because he couldn't do anything about it. Yep. But that was definitely a good way to play that off. 
Um, I the one complaint I really have about the match, and I and I just mentioned this about the uh, way the uh, format was. It was the first match. I feel if they put it on later in the show, that would have put more suspense to it. I mean, because uh, the last match was Big E versus Sami Zayn, and Big E of course won the title. I think if they did that before that match, it would have put a little more suspense to it. Be like, oh my god, could he actually? Could Kevin Owens maybe actually win the title like Big E did? Like, it puts more suspense to it. That's true. Yeah, that could have been a you know a better idea to kind of get more viewers to want to see. I do know that, and I I could be wrong, but I thought I heard that SmackDown had like I think one of the highest viewerships in. In they, a while, yeah, in like 2020, it yeah, was a good show to actually get viewers. Yeah, so. and people were saying that that could have been possibly like Biggie winning being spoiled or something like that. But so yeah, I so mean, even if it was, I don't think it would have been like the Keith Lee situation in NXT. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I don't know. Who, I don't know who what idiots did that, but those are two actual like tag. <laughs> I don't want to get into it because then it will be a whole another thing and I won't be able to ever be allowed to stream. But they are a tag team in NXT and um, they were um, managed by Malcolm Bivens and you can look them up and I don't know their names, but I'll find it for I'll, you later either. on. I don't really watch NXT. I'll so find it for I you. All I know is that situation. I will tell you that ever since that situation, though, those two guys haven't been on NXT TV. So <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. I mean, this is Triple H we're talking about here. Your goodness. So back to SmackDown. After that match, we get to the women's tag match. Now, I'm not going to go over what happened before because basically – Bailey, Charlotte Flair, Asha, Oscar. It wasn't Charlotte. It was Bailey, Sasha, uh, uh, I don't Bianca Belair, EST of WWE or something. Yeah, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair. Yep. Bianca Belair. I I don't really remember. Like I don't know what it is about it. She her character just doesn't really make me want to remember her or anything. Like she doesn't do it for me. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> See, I She's love. A good I'm not gonna put her down or anything. But I mean, the character just doesn't do it. I love Bianca Belair. I think that she. I think because I saw a lot of her stuff beforehand. Like, she just, what I like about her is, like, she backs up what she says. Like, she is strong. And I don't know if you know this. I don't know if it really matters if this will change your mind on her. But she, like, sews and makes her own, like, ring gear and stuff. So, I think it's cool, kind of. But I don't know. I just think that she she was also, like, play track. And I just think she's really, really good. But I know a lot of people, like, it takes time for people to get used to someone. And, you know, maybe she's not your favorite person. And that's okay, you know. She's Like you said, she's a good wrestler. But, you know, maybe her character needs time to grow on you or something. Yeah, kind of like how uh, other wrestlers. Like, I didn't like, uh, I didn't like Kevin Owens for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, a long time. I didn't like him. No, he's kind of growing on me. He's all right. I mean, I I did kind of like the way he was with Kevin Owens, uh, with uh, Jericho. Yeah. The whole the thing, that was good. That was a great way to grow his character, grow, grow the heel thing, you know? 
Yeah, I thought that was good. He grew on me, and well, now I like him. So KO is is very good now. But so the tag match, it's a elimination, a triple threat tag match. So it's the tag champions Oscar and Charlotte Flair defending against Bailey and Carmella, and against the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. There's a lot of stuff going on in this match. Bailey. And Carmella got eliminated after, um, what was it? I think it was, was it Bianca that did it? Yeah. Uh, Sasha hit Bailey with a frog splash and then pinned her. And then Bailey and Carmella were eliminated. And then Bailey distracted Bianca Belair. Um, but what was cool about, there, there was a moment in the match where Charlotte Flair had Sasha in the figure eight. But Bianca Belair took like her long ponytail and helped like Sasha grab onto it to pull her to the corner to get the tag. So I thought that was kind of cool. But um they got eliminated after Bailey distracted Bianca and um Charlotte hit a natural selection. I thought it was a good, very good match. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um I thought it, each tag team looked good and I know you saw part of it. You didn't get the chance to see I the ending. I saw the beginning of it. I didn't really see the ending but I mean, from basically what I'm hearing from what you said, I think he was very creative in some in some parts of it, mm-hmm. and it and it certainly does sound like it had the right place on the card for it. So I think, it, from what I'm hearing and from what I saw in the beginning, it was a pretty decent match. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a good match. Then we go to some backstage segments, Street Profits, and Sami Zayn. You know, just. Not really a lot going on. I think it's just filler for time. And then we get to Daniel Bryan taking on Jey Uso. Before the match, Jey Uso attacked Daniel Bryan, um, threw him into the Christmas trees, um, and then he gave him a powerbomb on the ramp. This match was very brutal. They were, like, just going at each other. Um, I think it was a great way for uh, Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan to, like, show off their uh... – their abilities in the ring like they're not just like some people that you could just throw in there be like okay this match might be good might be bad it, it definitely did give them a chance to shine and i really did think it was a good match yeah opinion. it was good daniel bryan got the win after a running knee and it was a good match i thought it was you know it was a good brawl and a fight um afterwards daniel bryan declared that he will be in the royal rumble match so that is exciting and I definitely do look forward to seeing Brian in the Royal Rumble. That, that'll that be cool. That will be cool. Now, before we go over our main event, I just want to go over two quick shows coming out for us. Um, on YouTube, it was dropped today. Make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. You're going to look up World of WWE on YouTube. And we dropped the video reveal for the first female to be um, discussed on the upcoming Ladies of the Ring show. So check that out. And then also, we have our New Year's Eve greatest WWE matches of 2020. That will be premiering on January 2nd, 2021. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, that's it. You know, that's kind of all that's going on. You know, listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker. We're on so much, man, that I... (laughs) Sorry if I forgot some places, but... Make sure you check us out, and we're going to have some new content and new shows for you in 2021, and we'll be plugging and talking more about that in our greatest WWE matches of 2020. So be on the lookout for that. Subscribe on YouTube. We're on Instagram, Facebook, World of WWE. 
just find us everywhere because we're cool like that and you will enjoy our content and thank you again for listening wherever you're listening at so now we are on our main event and it is the intercontinental championship lumberjack match the intercontinental champion Sami Zayn defends against Big E now for some reason I don't know if this happened for you but my SmackDown was preempted a little bit. I think there was like a baseball game or a football game going on. So so I didn't get to see the finish of the match, but I saw I I I know <laughs> that Biggie won. Uh I definitely I saw it and it was a good match. I mean nothing like no big spots really happened, you know. You know, you get the uh, lumberjacks attacking the guy as normal. It's it's it was a definitely a good match. It was definitely a good match. I again I said this earlier. I think it would have been better if they put it as the second match, but mm-hmm. I definitely do think it showed that they can be in the main event. Mm-hmm. I definitely do think that. Yeah, and you know, I'm excited that Big E find you know, this has been his first Intercontinental title since like twenty thirteen, so I am happy to see him win the title. Most people forget that Big E was actually a single superstar before the mm-hmm. new day. They forget he was even a superstar on yeah. the roster. And even in NXT, like, he had a gimmick where, like, he, he was a badass. Basically, he would, like, pin people for, like, a five count instead of three because he would, like, his whole gimmick was that. Like, he'd come out and, you know, how now how he, like, claps his hands and has all of that. Like, he would do that before. Yeah, he had the uh, powder or whatever on mm-hmm. his hands. Yep, he, he would do that before in NXT. And then he would, he was known for, like, pinning people, like, for like five seconds. So he was a powerhouse beforehand. And, um, you know, like you said, sometimes people forget because he is very funny and he is a good person in real life, but he's also a really, you know, good athlete. So, yeah, he, he was, he's a good athlete and everything, but most people will definitely remember him in the new day because that's really where he was able to shine. And yeah. Because, you know, you had great talents like Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I do miss the New Day and everything, but I do think this is good for Biggie to like yeah. shine and show how good mm-hmm. he was before. He doesn't need everybody to help him. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for them. And before we wrap up, um, we I just want to take a moment to talk about um, somebody that uh, the WWE and Wrestling World lost this past Saturday. It was Saturday, was it? Um, was it Christmas, D- December 26th, or was it... It was December 26th, yeah. Okay. Okay, let me let me see. I have something right up here. Let me try to get it. So, WWE fans know him as Luke Harper. And, and AEW fans will know him as Brody Lee. Yeah, and his real name is... John Huber. John Huber, yes. And he, 1979 to 2020, so he was very young. Um, and AEW was doing a tribute episode to him. To him on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so it is definitely sad. A lot of people talk about how he was very funny backstage. And I remember seeing him, and I was like, yo, this dude's kind of creepy with the eyes. And, and um, he was definitely good. He definitely stood out from the Wyatt family and even superstars like Bray Wyatt. Um, Most people actually forget that uh, when Randy Orton teamed with Bray Wyatt and everybody, mm-hmm. that Luke Harper was also part of that faction because, I mean, they kind of forgot about him because yeah. 
you know, it was mainly the whole story was with Randy and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Well, cause Which is I, a shame too, because I really thought you know he was a great uh, tag team partner. Like he was that big guy that you never wanted to mess with. Yeah, he he was a big dude, and you could definitely check out like some of his better matches. Um, kind of took place. Well, he had a couple of great matches in WWE. Don't get me wrong, but like more singles matches were from AEW. So. He definitely, I don't, AEW isn't like WWE, they don't have their own network, so it's a little harder to find their stuff, but if you look online, I'm sure you could find, you know, clips from his matches or something, but yeah, definitely. I mean, he had great, like, he had a great match against Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. I think it was actually his last match that he had, too, which is a shame. Yeah, because he, he had a great match before that happened. Yeah, he was a, he was a great character, and you know, he was the main he was the leader of the dark order which was like a is a very big faction so he had a huge role to play in AEW success so and in wwe you know the wyatt family is a good faction and will be memorable so definitely sad to see john huber gone but not forgotten for sure so not, man. he was a uh, awesome superstar and i didn't mean to cut you off no he, go ahead he like when he was in WWE, he never really he stood out a bit, but he never really stood out big because he was always part of the tag team division. Like he never was on superstar, and I'm glad AEW was able to use him as a single superstar because that just made him look even more aggressive. Basically, like mm-hmm. he did play his character that he put in WWE, but he definitely did play his character well, and I and I really. And I wish the best to his family and, and his friends and his fans and everything. Yeah, it's a terrible loss for sure. But, um, yeah, so as we think about that, that's it for SmackDown. It was a good show. Um, I don't really know what we're leading up to. I know Royal Rumble's coming up, so I know we have that. There really wasn't much sort of build for any other storyline this week on SmackDown. But we definitely will be here with another recap next week. Be on the lookout for our New Year's Eve episode. You'll find out on that episode the greatest matches of 2020. And I'll be revealing some new content that will be premiering in 2021. Once again, Carlos, I oh my goodness. Dan, I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Dan, I don't, I don't even know what is wrong with me. Don't even, like, I'm not here <laughs> <laughs> my body is here, but my brain is not. I'm like feeling like terrible shit. Everyone who's listening, um, and my mind, my mind is not in the right place. That is not Carlos. That is Dan. No, we are talking to. Dan, Dan is like, I don't know if I'll be back because this kid don't even know my real name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Dan has been really great, and you guys are going to love hearing his insights and thoughts. So, Dan will be with us for sure. And Carl, I guess Carlos is on my mind. <laughs> I don't know. Poor Carlos. I miss you, Carlos. We all enjoyed um, our time together, and we will be back, the three of us, with our New Year's Eve episode. So, check us out for that. I'm Anthony. And that's Dan, and we are signing off. See you soon. See you guys. Bye.